Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Well, it's good to see you guys. Hope you're having a great weekend. And um, isn't the weather nice outside? Man, I was like, we should have church outside. Set the chairs up outside and just hang out. It's just so nice. I know our worship team and our media team would love that. Um, but anyways, it is good to have you guys. I want to get right into our teaching tonight. And um, um, if you've got your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter 6 is where we're going to primarily be at. We're in this series, as Pastor Brad mentioned a few moments ago, entitled, It's Worth It. And basically what we're talking about is, is that the most important thing in your life, it's relationships. And Jesus told the story um, in Matthew 13 about a, a man that looked out in a field and uh, so many people walked by the same field of dirt and few people saw what this man saw. This man saw a great treasure and he was willing to sell everything he had to get that treasure. And we're talking about what it looks like in your life to remind yourself of the value and the treasure that you have in relationships. You know, from the beginning to the end, when you read the Bible, you see that God is all about relationships. And our relationship with God and relationship with people, it's, it's really what life is about. So we've been just unpacking this and looking at a lot of different aspects of this and really why is it so worth it for us to think about this and invest it in our life and invest in relationships? And today I, I want to talk to you about a topic that for some of you may be a little bit complicated because you're thinking about, oh no, we're going there. But um, I, I want to talk to you about family. And I, I, some of you, when you think about family, it gets a little complicated because you're like, you don't know my family and you don't need to talk, you know, like we can't even talk about it. But I, I, I want to just kind of backtrack a little bit because when you talk about family and parenting, and I was trying to think about how many times have I talked actually about parenting and family, and I haven't really talked about it a lot in the last 12 years. And so tonight what I want to do is, is, is I want to specifically when we talk about family is talk about a relationship in, in family between our parents and parents and kids. And, and again, I know that the reason this is a little complicated is everybody's at different seasons of life. There's some of you that are parents of small kids and some of you are parents of teenagers and, and some of you are like your, your kids are 30s, 40s, and 50s. And you're, you still have this relationship that you have to deal with. And I mean, think about your life as a kid. Let's just talk about being a kid again. How many of you, when you look back on your life as a kid, you did a lot of dumb things? Some of you ought to raise both hands, okay? You did some dumb, dumb things. You know, as teenagers, we can do some dumb things, right? Like, I was thinking about this. Uh, uh, I've done a lot of dumb things, okay? And um, my brothers and I and some of the kids in our neighborhood, we decided we were going to start a business. And the business we were going to start is we were going to start selling, uh, you know, the, the decals that go on cars, like if it said Ford or GMC or Toyota. Well, we had to get those things to sell them. 
we were gonna, the business we were gonna have was we were gonna sell these, and so we started collecting these, and my brothers and I, we would sneak around the neighborhood and with a screwdriver. <laughs> I told you I was a dumb thing. After a couple weeks, I'm not kidding, I had a big old bag hidden in my bedroom. And I had this idea that I was going to sell this stuff. And we, I'm, I'm telling we would use knives, whatever. We would run up, boom, pop it right off. You know, how many of y'all would love some kid doing that to your car? Well, I was the one that got caught. My brothers didn't get caught, and they were praying I wasn't going to tell. But, you know, since I'm a good Christian, I told everything. I spilled my guts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted to go to heaven. So I, I, but we've all done some dumb things, and you, some of you are parents of some kids that are doing some dumb things right now. Like, I love what Mark Twain said about parent, parenting teenagers. He said, when they are 13, put them in a barrel and nail the lid shut, <laughs> then feed them through a knot hole. That's his advice. Then he said, when they are 16, plug the knot hole. We, you know, it's complicated, and, and, and being a parent of a teenager, being a parent of a kid, or being a kid, it's just, it's a crazy world, and trying to navigate what that looks like when it comes to relationships, and, um, you know, you, you start off as a parent, and they're, they're a little baby, and they're just kind of, you blink, and they're, you know, man, they, they're just 20, 30s, 40s, and, and people grow up. And I think one of the mistakes we make in church is we never really stop to think about this. And we never really stop to think and talk about the value of and what a treasure we have when it comes to our relationships and our family and our responsibilities as, as parents and the influence that you can have in, in your kids' lives, whether they are, are 13 or 5 or they're 30 years old, you have an opportunity to have a relationship. And what's really sad is, is you know, I, I've just lived long enough to, to see what happens, and it's really sad to me sometimes because I see young parents with small kids, and those kids are their world. I see young parents do some crazy, insane things to show their kids how much they love them. They're crazy. They are the, just the treasure of their life. And I think what's a, such a tragedy and what's so sad is that, that treasure, that, that child that they love so much that they have poured their whole life in, as they can become older in their 20s and 30s, that the relationship just starts to get more and more distant. A lot of junk happens, experiences and things that happen and bitterness and resentment and all this kind of stuff happens and, and the relationship is, is broken and you see a white-haired uh, mom and dad and they love their kids. They're still the same people they were when they were 20. They still love their kids just as much as they did when they were 20. And yet there's no relationship there. And I think where we fail is we don't talk about this. 
that God can bring healing and God can bring restoration. And no matter how complicated and how messy, and, and I know some of us, man, we were like, what do they say? We were heathens. You know, we were bad when we were kids. And the relationship just was tense. So I, I want to just kind of backtrack. I think, you know what? We have to begin and, and, and talk about this and from the, the beginning and really look at, at, at what it looks like in your relationship with your kids. And, and so let, let's look at this. It's, I, I want to begin today by talking about really a popular trend that's happening in our culture today. And, and what's, what's happening in our culture today is that we have parents that are raising kids that they are experience rich, but they're relationship poor. Let me say that again. We, we are raising kids, and I'm just going to talk to you guys, to everybody here that, that, that you are a parent or one day going to be a parent. What's happening in our culture, this is a very popular trend. We are raising kids where they are experience rich, but they're relationship poor. In other words, your kids are getting all kinds of experiences that you never had. You're trying to give your kids everything they had that you never had. You're trying to take them places that you never got to go to. You're giving them all these experiences. And yet what, what you don't think about oftentimes is they, they're the side of the relationship, they don't know how to relate to people. How does that look like in our culture? It means that we're going to get our kids to, to practice on time, but you don't remember the last time we sat down at the table and had a meaningful conversation as a family in relationship and, and, and parents and kids. It, it doesn't happen. And so, so what's happening so many times is, is we forget, and, and think about this, isn't it true that as we get older and we become adults and you get in your 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, isn't it true that your ability to have and maintain mature relationships, it's what sets you up for success in life? And what happens, though, is we're so focused on giving our kids experiences, and yet the side of, you know what, I need to teach my kids, what does a healthy relationship look like? I need to focus on this relationship and, and teach them this. Now, when, when you look at your life, do you know that your life is the sum total, basically, of all the decisions and experiences that you have in your life? It, it's, it's who you are. And, and that, that there's nothing that has impacted your, and I want you to follow me when I say this, there's nothing that has impacted your experiences and your decisions in your life more than relationships. The question we have to ask ourselves, if, if relationships are what influence you the most in your life and influence your kids the most, what, what is the most influential relationship in your life? Negative or positive? It's your parents. I mean, think about this. And I'm going to put this, this graphic up on the screen so you can kind of see this. Um, I've used this graphic a couple years ago to illustrate something else here. But this basically shows you if these were the dials in your, like think back when you were a kid in your life. 
And you've got the dial of your parents, the dial of God, and the, and the dial of your friendships. If, if you could have maybe dialed in your dad a little bit more in your life, how would your life be different? If you would have controlled, been able to control the dial of your parents a little bit more, and you said, you know what, I need to dial, I, I needed my dad. I needed to dial, maybe you had an overbearing mother, and you would have said, you, you, said, you know what, it, my life would have been a lot better if I could have, like, dialed out my mother a little bit, <laughs> brought her back a little bit, because she was, like, hovering over me. Um, you, there, there's, but think about how would your life be different? What about the dial of God? How would your life be different maybe when you were in college and, and you decided, you made the decision that you were going to dial God out and you were going to make all these different decisions in your life and, and, and you dialed God out in your relationships and you dated some crazy people? You dialed God out maybe you know, as a young adult in your life, how would your life be different had you had control of that dial in your life and said, you know what, I should have turned that dial a little bit more towards God? What about friends? I mean, isn't it true that a lot of us, we look back and go, why was I friends with those people? I mean, some of my friends growing up made me do some crazy stuff. One of my friends one time convinced me that we were going to steal a motorcycle. And I'm a pastor's son. And, and I actually believed that we were going to get away with it. I mean, we've all had those kind of wonderful friends like that. How would your life be different had you been able to dial them out and maybe dial in some more positive, maybe how would your life be different had you decided you, and said, you know what, that guy that I dated, had I just realized all the warnings that my parents and all my friends were telling me that that person was not good for me, how different would your life be had you been able to say, you know what, I need to dial that one back. If you, if you had those three dials in your hand and, and you think about in your life, how would it be different? Now, I, I want to kind of help you think about this because do you know who has the control of the dials of a child's life when it comes to these three things? It's the parents. You as a parent have a huge honor and responsibility to control these three gauges in your kids' lives. That you have these that these, these three dials that are, are relationships, if you, if you want to call them in your life, that, that, that you are the one that are controlling the dials in, in, in your kid's life. You're controlling the, the relationship when they're kids. You're, you're controlling that of what that relationship's going to look like when it comes to God and this, I think, is one of the hardest ones. And so I, I want to kind of just unpack this. And, and primarily, we're going to talk about relationship with parents most of the time here because then we'll touch on these two other ones. But the big one that I really want to unpack is, is number one, that the dial of relationship with parents. Ephesians 6.4 says, parents, don't be hard on your children. Raise them properly. 
teach them and instruct them about the Lord. Now, how many of you wish your parents would have read that scripture when you were a kid? Where it says, parents, don't be hard on your children. You know, a lot of us, man, we got tore up. You know, you watch kids nowadays, they get away with everything. They don't get, I mean, my parents would bust me. I mean, today it's like nobody gets a busting. Does anybody get a busting anymore? It's like kids don't even get, now you are like going to hate me because you're like, oh, pastor's saying we need to beat our kids. Yes, sometimes you need to beat your kids. (laughs) Can I hear a witness? I need an Amen. Let's get revival going here tonight. Come on. I got some charismatic people here. Praise God. That's the most excited some of y'all got. I said, you need to bust your kids. Y'all got excited. We're going to have church tonight. I mean, I wish I could have had that scripture to quote to my parents. Come on. Don't be hard on me now. It's a powerful boy powerful verse here. And, and what, what it's basically saying here is, and some of the other translations say this, don't provoke them to anger. The point of this verse here is don't alienate your children relationally. Don't alienate your children relationally. Don't be so overbearing. Listen to me. Don't be so overbearing in their life that you lose the relationship. See, what when it matters the most, listen to me, when it matters the most, the quality of your relationship with your kids will be determined by the weight of your influence. Your relationship with your kids, the quality of the relationship you have with them, It's going to determine what kind of influence you have. You need to write this down. No relationship, no influence. If you don't have a relationship with your kids, you're not going to have influence. See, the way this kind of, what what, what starts to happen is, and again, you know, as a parent, you want to stay in the seat of influence of your kids' lives. You want to be able to continue to stay in that seat of being able to influence your kids. And and the goal is to stay in that seat. But what happens is most of the time, parents don't transition. And the reason why they lose their influence in the lives and, and they lose being able to be in that seat is they stay in a mode of your influence seat let me, let me explain it like this. See, when your kids are really young, your influence in their life is based on what? It's based on size and power and position. You're bigger. You got more power. You, you're their parent, and you're going to make them do what you say. Like, I mean, think about how many of you, like, your mom, you know, said, if you don't do this, I'm going to pull your arm out of socket or something like that. <laughs> Some of y'all grew up in real abusive homes, I know. It's like, our, you know, don't make me, you know, my parents could drive 90 miles an hour down the road and still spank us all three, okay? My dad's like, bam, 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 you know? Uh, when you're a kid, your, your relationship... Um, 
It's based on your size, your power, your position. You can pick them up and put them in the car seat. But as your kids get older, something has to start to change. There has to start, you have to start to transition your influence based on control and power and position and then your influence somewhere. And nobody can really tell you when that transition starts to happen. But somewhere along the line, you have to start to transition out of, hey, I'm bigger and I'm stronger and this is who I am and you're going to do what I say. And that being your influence, it has to transition to the next level of saying, you know what, my influence is going to be gained by my relationship with them. So the influence you have, see, this is a mistake. Listen, it's some of you that have kids that are 16 years old, you're still trying to parent them like they were five. You may not tell them you're going to hit them or whatever like that, but what do you say? We, we threaten them by, you know what, do you want to go on that date? Do you want to graduate this year? Do you want to be alive Monday? <laughs> you know, and, and dads, listen to me. This is a, a, a dangerous place, too, if you're like, you know what, well, yeah, I've got influence in them. I pay the bills around here. I'm the one that buys her. I bought the car, and then she's going to do what, or he's going to do what I say, and I have him. And what you see is a gradual loss. There's this gradual loss of influence in their lives. If you continue to try to, to have influence in their life by power and position, you have to somewhere start to make the transition to say, you know what, the influence in her life and his life the influence I'm going to have, it's got to be that I have to start doing the hard work of having, spending the time with them and having conversation with them and listening to them. This is hard. I'm telling you, when you listen to a kid talk, especially a teenager, about their bright ideas, don't you want to just tell them to <laughs> shut your mouth? <laughs> You're going to do what I say. And, you know, and, and, and this is what parents... Again, this is a dangerous place. And most parents don't transition. But listen to me, no relationship, no influence. If you don't, don't continue to make those transitions, I, I tell you where you see this sometimes play out. And this is really sad. But, you know, sometimes I'm called on to do a funeral. And uh, part of the funeral is... Is, is me sitting down a lot of times with the kids of, of maybe a dad or a mom, and I sit down, and I'm trying to tell a story. And I, I have a, a tablet of paper and a pencil or pen, and I'm, I'm writing down some notes, and I'm asking the kids, tell me about your dad. Tell me about your mom. What, what's your favorite memory? What, what's the, the best thing that y'all got to do together? And what, what were some of the things? And you know sometimes there's an awkward silence because they can't think of anything. And after a while, somebody will say, well, you know what? Dad loved football. Yeah, he loved football. Then somebody else will say, yeah, you know what? He loved tacos. Tacos and a Coca-Cola. There wasn't no taco that he did not love. He loved every taco he saw. (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a great funeral here. (laughs) Trying to share his story about football and taco. And I'm like, well, 
tell me about the, did, did, how you felt that your dad was so proud of you. Tell me about that. And most of, I'm telling you, this is sad, but a lot of times what happens is they'll say, you know what, I don't know if my dad was proud of me. Because there wasn't that relationship. And I, I'm telling you, this transition is a scary one because I know we, we, we're all about, man, well, I just got to have power and they got to do what I say. But listen, you will destroy your influence in their life if you don't make that transition. Somewhere along the line, you got to start making that transition that it has to stop from being the threats and the, hey, I'm bigger than you are and I'm dad and you're going to do what I say. And it's got to be start, hey, Son, hey, daughter, let's go for a walk. Let's talk about this. And you start to build this relationship with them and, and pouring into their life. You know, um, I, I, I was thinking about this, that, that this is such a, an important part when it comes to relationships that I think we so miss in our lives is that, that we try to focus so much on um, Listen, I don't believe there's a parent here that doesn't want to be a great parent. I think most people do the best they know how with what they have. And usually a lot of times what happens is you're trying to parent like your parents did or your mom or your dad. And it's easy to just get in that rut. Maybe you grew up in a home where your dad put the fear of God in you and there was no relationship. But listen, I, I encourage you to, to why, why continue this cycle? Why not break the cycle with the, you honor and respect your parents, but say, you know what, that is, I want to break that cycle, that I, I want to have a relationship with my kids, that I can have. Why do you want a relationship? Why? Because you have the power and you have the opportunity to have incredible influence in their lives. And what happens is right now you have your hands on those dials and you need to be able to, they're, they're, What's sad is when they're a little baby, they need you. But you know what? When they're 16 and they're, they're asking themselves, should I have sex? Should I not have sex? Should I do drugs? Should I not do drugs? They need your influence more than ever. And there has to be that transition where you begin to make that transition in their life from, from just Everything being about your authority to moving into this place of saying, you know what, the place of influence in my, in my child's life has got to be built through relationships. And again, this, this has got to be, there has to happen. And listen, I'm all about sports. I love sports. But I think we live in a culture where, where parents are trying to live through their kids and your kids, you're, you're, you're hoping that they'll make, be in, in the NFL one day. And listen, I want your kids to be in the NFL one day because I want them to tithe here at Creekwood. <laughs> we, we need to build. We need some big checks to build the new building we, get, we need to build one day. So your kids, and I believe that there might be some kids here that might play pro one day. But I'm going to tell you something that, that, that you as a parent have an opportunity to do in their life is, is, is not just pour yourself into saying, yeah, I raised up a great athlete, 
Not just saying, you know what, my son, he knows all the disciplines of baseball and, and, and sports and all this stuff. But what if, what if you, you built something even deeper in their life? And you, you, you focused and said, you know what, man, I, I want to help my kids understand that a relationship with God is very important. You need to write that down. You hold in your hands, and I think this is one of the most difficult ones as a parent for parents to do is to focus in on the relationship that your kids need to have with God. And you know what? There is nobody that has more influence on their kids when it comes to a relationship with God than the parents. Don't think for a moment that you can just drop your kids off and think of, I'm done. It's a church's job. We're here to partner with you. We, we're, kids ministry is incredible back there, and we want to partner with you and help you build a, a, a great, your kids, for them to have a great relationship with God, but it's got to start with you. It's, it's got to be a place, and, and listen, Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think it's such a cool promise from God that if you teach your kids to surrender to God, he's going to make their path straight. You teach them and you get them to a place that, do you know that, that you need to teach your kids that your love and your care is, is it's, it's limited. And a lot of times what happens, and I, this is another message, okay, but a lot of times what happens is as parents, you try to solve every single problem your kids have. And You've never really made that transition as your kids get older. And, and I, I believe that as, as your kids get older, a parent's priority is to gradually transfer a child's dependence away from them until it rests solely on God. Teaching your kids um, that, that, you know what, all these things, sports, what parents don't tell their kids is, listen, sports is going to care about you as long as you're good. But the minute you blow out your knee, sports is not going to care about you anymore. God, you need to help your kids build their life around something that is, is really, listen, what is really going to carry them. It is the glue of their life. It is a relationship with God. And you have your hand on that dial and have an opportunity to be able to help them. The last area, very quickly, is a relationship with others. And this last area, um, you know, Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Um, again, th- this, is, this is an area that, that you, you think about re- when it comes to relationships. It's very easy to think about, well, you know, I need to get Johnny away from those kids or this or whatever. But are you being intentional about thinking about what are the positive influences that you are putting your kids in? That how intentional are you being that this is not a, you know, when you talk about you have the dial in your hand, that opportunity to say, you know what, I want to get my kids around more of these type of kids that are going to influence. That's so important. So you got, parents, listen to me. In your care is the responsibility of your, your relationship with your kids as a parent, that you continue to make those transitions in your life to just 
this is, we got to continue to transition in the seasons. And maybe some of you right now, as parents of teenagers, you're going, you know what? We realize it, this, we failed to make that transition, and we have not built a relationship with our child, and we have no influence in her life or his life. And I would just tell you it's not too late that you can begin that relationship and begin to ask God, say, God, help me to build this relationship and be able to influence them in their lives. That you look and you say, you know what, with God's help, I am going to make sure my kids learn and understand that their dependence on God is so important. That when the world lets them down, that, you know what, a priority in our family is going to be that God is number one. And that last area of being so intentional when it comes to the relationships that they have. Let me close with this today. And just three basic questions that I want to ask you is, what are you doing to enhance your child's relationship with you? What are some of the things that you are doing in your life to enhance your relationship with your kids? The next one is, what are you doing to advance the relation, their, their relationship with God? And the third is, what are you doing to advance your child's relationship with people outside of your home? I want to pray with us tonight and ask you just to bow your heads for just a few moments. And You know, I know that there, there's a lot of us here that and when we think about our relationship with our parents and for some of us, it's, it's really painful. I know that there are parents here tonight that it's, it's so painful for you because you have lost relationship with your kids. They might even still be living at home, but there's no relationship. There's no influence anymore. You know, there's nothing greater in our life than hope. And I wish I could stand up here tonight and give you three quick little things to go run out and do and it's all going to be okay. I know it's a lot more complicated than that. Where you can receive hope tonight is when you lean in on God and say, God, I've not been a perfect father, perfect mother. God, I pray that you would help me Give me wisdom. Give me discernment. Help me to find healing. Maybe for some of you, it's going to be a tough decision to go have some tough conversations, to go talk to your parents and say, man, I'm so sorry. But I just encourage you that there's nothing more powerful in your life than than the influence of a parent. Whether you find yourself on either side of that end, that you would value that and understand that it is worth it in your life to understand that responsibility. Father, I pray for those tonight that are accepting you as Lord and Savior into their life. Those that are here tonight that they know in their heart are not right with you, God. I just pray that tonight they would make that decision to accept you into their life. I pray that tonight that would surrender their life to you, Jesus. Father, I pray blessing over every family, every person in this place. 
God, I pray that you would help us to see that our relationships, our families are worth it in our life. We thank you for this, God, in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.